Frontier. Vercel is the platform for front-end developers, providing the speed and reliability innovators need to create at the moment of inspiration. Founded by the creators of Next.js, Vercel has zero configuration support for 35-plus front-end frameworks, including SvelteKit. We enable the world's largest brands like Under Armour, eBay, and Nintendo to iterate faster and create quality software. Try out Vercel today to experience the easiest way to use Svelte. Hey everyone, it's Svelte Radio. We're back, and uh, this is Kevin, and I've got Anthony and Brittany with me. Hi guys. Hi. Hey. Did you like my new uh, exciting intro voice? Gonna it say, are a, we just doing new voices today? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was very odd. It was very odd. I like. You need it. to have yeah. fun with this, right? You know. Sometimes I wish that there was video on this to see how big our eyes get. Sometimes. <laughs> Who is this person that's talking? <laughs> All right. So uh, another Svelte Radio episode. Um, what's up? What have you guys been up to? I think we always go first. Why don't you go first today? Okay. Yeah. I, I've I've cut my hair. I no yeah, longer have the, the long hair. People were, uh, were shocked when they saw me. Uh, I was like, what did you do? Yeah, it's it's so nice. I don't have to, I don't have to care about the all the long hair. Yeah, dropping it's everywhere. It's probably like changed your face shape and everything. It's it's made you look like mm. quite a different person. It's yeah. Pe- people tell me I look a bit younger. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right. And it's Confirmation a lot less from two people here. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it it is very nice actually. I think I'm going to stick with this this haircut going forward mm-hmm. for a bit until I get lazy and. And stop cutting <laughs> my hair, and then get get the long hair again. You know, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I've I've been uh, I've been doing stuff. Um, been working on the Svelte Society website, uh, the Svelte Hackathon website, and the the Summit website, and uh, yeah. I think a lot you've of got several to, linear project or parallel projects going yes, on at the same yes, time. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of plans it's, coming. It, it it is a lot of stuff that that is. Like time-wise, it's going to happen at the same time, kind of, mm-hmm. which is a bit stressful, but it's fine. You need um, to ask yeah. for help. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, 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 and I have as well. I, I did on Twitter, so and I've got a lot of people reaching out to me to help with the video editing stuff for last Svelte Summit, which needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Svelte Society website is coming along nicely. Uh, I've gotten to play around a bit more with grid template areas again, which is always fun. It's so nice nowadays. You can just use for for like placement of stuff. You just use grid template areas and that's it. You don't need anything else. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I like them a lot. Yeah. So that's that's done. Uh well, almost done. Just need to move over all the content and finish a couple of pages. Moving the content is gonna be fun. We'll we'll see how that goes. But I might recruit some some helpful people from the Svelte Discord at some time to, to to help me with that. Is it open source yet? No, not yet, not yet. But it it is it is going to be a, a good old monolith application with SQLite, and uh, it's gonna, it's going to be fun. <laughs> nice. I ended up ditching Pocket Base. It's it's nice, uh-huh. but I, I wanted more control over the uh, over the, the database and stuff. So SQLite we'll is a goes. nice basic. Database. Yeah. 
it's 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 underrated is what i'd say <laughs> but yeah that's me all right anthony you want to go yeah uh well i just predictable uh my life is dominated by work and children <laughs> um <laughs> children well a, a child but i say a children child, yeah. because it's it's everything involved around it isn't it it's it's yeah. A child implies the presence of other children that they're at nursery and things like that. So children, you know, if, if going from before where I never encountered any children at all, and now there's just children everywhere. So all I see is children. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, work-wise, uh, you know, it's just the usual, really. It's just really busy. Startups are pretty hectic, but going well, all exciting stuff. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff we're doing is just iterating on features, adding features right now. And, you know, doing the gradual migration from SAP to SvelteKit piece by piece by pulling parts of applications and, and rebuilding them, basically. Oof. Yeah, which is, it's a shame there's no migration path, but at the same time, you know, the migration path would have not really worked for us anyway, because there's, there's so much sort of intrinsic mm. code I've done over the years to to try and make things work and maps and urls and all this kind of stuff that migrating is impossible i feel like at this point too sapper is very different from what SvelteKit looks like today it should be it is i mean it, the, yeah. the core of sapper is still somewhere buried down in there inside SvelteKit. you know not, not all the code is, is fresh and new and, and and stuff but um but yeah you know the more the deeper we go the, the more we move away from what yeah. sapper was and, and it's felt kit like the and developer yeah, facing stuff, the routes and the, the way yeah. you do loading and all of this stuff. I right? mean, just on the surface level, like looking at them side by side now would be yeah. shocking, I think. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, the, the surface level, absolutely. It's the, the core is, is the kind of critical bit that's still there. You know, even, even the routing, which was a big part of SAPA has now changed. So there's definitely, mm -hmm. there's definitely not a lot of SAPA left, but the good bits are, are in the middle. Because, you know, SAPA is showing its age a bit, but it, it, it's still fundamentally a good product. I'd still take that over a lot of the other offerings out there, even if even the more modern offerings. Yeah. Um, but SvelteKit definitely is 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 a game changer, and um, and it's a pleasure to to work in. You know, a lot of our stuff moving into monorepos. They're a bit controversial, obviously, but the the thing about monorepos for us is that it allows us to share components, keep things co-located, and do individual piece by piece deployment. So when we deploy an application to production, we just use change sets and and tag it as we as we would any other library and it are you that using triggers a release pmpm workspaces or what are you using no. for we are using well we're using pmpm monorepos and change sets change sets within pmpm github actions okay. for all the automation and we're using volta for controlling the node version but i understand that there's actually a better way through pmpm i think to control the node version now so it's one of those things that given time we'll get to and um you know, there's always something changing somewhere. A slow path, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. If only we could use it. jQuery all the time. We should no have change. Scott Talinsky back on to talk about that whole migration that they did too, because it's, yeah, that's another big yes. one that yeah. went through the whole migration. I know he moved from React to SvelteKit, but it's still relevant. Yeah. It's, and it's, it, it, yeah. It's, it, he he probably he probably experienced all of the like the the major breaking changes there at the end of oh, of the yeah. socket development cycle as well. So that'd be interesting to talk about. And as yeah. well, like now that it's released, like how is he finding it and all of that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can reach out. 
it's funny because we did do a bunch of early migrations to Svelte for some stuff. And as I go back now and I just, the first thing I do, like muscle memory is upgrade it to the latest Svelte and every single version, because they're all next versions, are slightly different. And I see the decisions we made over the past. I'm like, oh, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> validating your... <laughs> validating, validating various choices um, yeah. that were made, but also, um, yeah, you know, it, it shows you the path of, the path of thought and how it works that out. Went in. Yep. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Well, I think for me in the last episode, I was still on the job hunt interviewing a lot, but happy to say that the job hunt is finally over. And Congratulations. as Ooh. of recording next Monday, I will start as staff engineer of design systems at Provi, which is a B2B alcohol solution distribution system for the United States, but uh, I'm going to be maintaining their design system and helping create a component library in Svelte. And they nice. work with Svelte Kit, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, I think they're exciting. migrating an Angular awesome. legacy app into Svelte Kit. And then uh, I think they also have a React app that they're moving to Svelte Kit. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But, but <laughs> I just want to say that an alcohol solution is beer. Right. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's meant for so restaurants bars um grocery stores everybody in the states has to order through different distributors for each type of alcohol so beer could be like different companies that sell beer would be a different distributor liquors different types of liquors would be from a different distributor so they have like a salesperson that's kind of this middleman and they go to the distributor. So it's three steps basically for one type of alcohol. So what Provi does is it has them still have their seller and their retailer, but they can order right in the app. And it's all in this one UI that's familiar to them. And it goes out to the correct people. Oh. So it just kind of centralizes so not, the process of a hundred different distributors. Yeah. It's trying to help and solve the ordering issues with alcohol um, i think in this country every every beer distributor is just first drinks they seem to own everything and um uh-huh. and they're also rubbish and i hate them they uh <laughs> they took my favorite rum and they destroyed it so screw you first drinks <laughs> yeah how, how are you now going to make your what was the the cocktail again the, the the one that you you had in in atzfeld summit and the caribbean park like oh the painkiller painkiller pain that's the one that's the one yes. that you got the mug for. The one I got for the mug for, I definitely overpaid for that mug. I was too excited to see it. And I went on the website when I got home and it was like ten dollars. And I paid I paid about thirty euros for it. Oh my gosh. Well Holy I got excited. Smokes. What can I say? What's in a painkiller? <laughs> a painkiller is uh it is the recipe is four two one one, depending on how you like it. So four parts pineapple, two parts, pusses, navy, gunpowder proof rum. And one part, I think you can do with or without orange. Um, so either one part orange and one part coconut cream, um, and then some nutmeg on top. And it's amazing. That sounds like um, the best drink ever. Oh, yes, because it is the best drink ever. But the, the other thing is, um, you can change the amount of rum in it to make it stronger or weaker. So it yeah. can be like it can be four one 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 or four four one one, whatever you want to do, really. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's got an amazing story behind it. If you visit their site, the stories, I mean, I imagine the story's mostly true, but maybe somewhat embellished about a Navy captain marrying the owner of the Soggy Dollar Bar in the, Bavaria, in the 
in the BVI, British Virgin Islands, just to steal the recipe. And she still refused to give him the recipe. And so he divorced her and stole the recipe anyway. And he went <laughs> back to his ship and got his cooks to like reverse engineer it. And they and they found the, what the recipe might be. In, and that's what the drink is. Is today. coconut oh, cream a liqueur or is it? Nope. It's coconut alcohol. It's coconut cream. It's, it's the, like it's the cream inside coconut. of coconut, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, That's like, like you could like use milk, coconut rum or pineapple rum too. Yeah. You could, but one should not one should not adjust <laughs> the painkiller. It is a perfect drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a painkiller. It's, it's like when you talk about people making carbonara and they add right. onion and uh, whatever it is, cream or something. That's very popular here. It's, yeah, yeah, it's exactly, and it's not quite true. And also, I think that the way, the way that you would find an Italian bolognese uh, is nothing like the Italians would make it, and has alien right. ingredients they never would put in there. Yeah, um, right. and they get very offended by it, which is quite funny because I'm like, oh, <laughs> some meatballs in there. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, carbonara. I I, I got um, well, I say I got my wife really ordered, but um, the new Huel pasta pasta one so huel is like a huel is like a a meal alternative it's like a, a generally a milkshake that you you shake up the powder with some water and, and it's a yeah a it's like a meal replacement meal. thing not it's, replacement because it doesn't it doesn't really replace it's designed to give you a guaranteed exact amount of calories and a guaranteed exact amount of nutrition so if you drink it all the time it will give you all your nutrients and everything else and it, and it tastes pretty good you know it's mostly but it's pasta flavor well, so now they've released they released a bunch of food ones before and they were a bit ropey. I didn't really like the taste of them. Yeah. But they've released a new range now, which is things like they've got spaghetti carbonara, they've got um, bolognese with, oh. with kind of meat type things in it, and they've it's got. Uh, sound nice. Honestly, no. honestly, it's so good. And and um, oh they released God. oh and a, mush, a mushroom like a mushroom pasta one as well. Honestly, it tastes great. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. Like I look forward to eating it now. Is it like um, a soup? Can you warm? Do you warm it up? It's it's a bit like a soup. Yeah, you have it warm, boiling water. Um, okay. You know, the, the milkshake Maybe ones you have cold water. Okay. No, it's, I do it, have it, like it, a protein soup that's like a powder that you can pour in and yeah, eat like a soup. That is okay to me. So so yeah, the original food ones they had were they had like seeds and nuts and things, and they were very kind of all this like stuff to to make it textured, and they tasted like crap and they were horrible. And I thought this is I never ate them. We threw them away in the end. But now that with the pasta one, they've kind of nailed it. Just the flavors are pretty good. Um, like the carbonara tastes like it's got loads of cream in it. And it hasn't, of course, because they're all vegan as well. Oh, um, nice. But it tastes like cream somehow. And it's just nice. It's really nice. Happily That's... eat it. for, And it's, it's, a, it's a time saver, right, for me. We, we have it because I can't bother to think about what to eat or how to get nutrition or has yeah. my stuff in the fridge gone off. I just want to make this take 10 seconds, put some boiling water in, done. Like it's great. That actually sounds pretty good. I was thinking of Slim Fast, like the milkshake no, no, drinks no, no, no. at first. <laughs> it's not. It's not for weight loss. It's for. It's for if anything, calorie control. It's for. Yeah. Cal- it's for giving you every scoop is two hundred calories, and that's it. So if you want four hundred calories, two scoops, six hundred, three scoops, and so on. Yeah. But food is like the thing. Some people. Yeah. Chewing for, like know? actual like, like, like texture and. Like yeah, and the, and, <laughs> and the yeah. tastes and the smells and all of that, you know. But look, I'm I'm a massive foodie, right? I eat, I eat the finest food right. I get my hands on all the time. And one, it's really really expensive. We're spending a True. fortune on food. Yeah. Um. But the other thing is, it's like 
I love to do that and go out and have a meal, but I'm not going to do it for every meal. I hate yeah. takeaways. I hate ready meals. I haven't got time to cook. So I basically go, what am I going to eat? Well, I might as well just eat something that's exacting and, and nutritious, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Fair enough. And then have fried chicken for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but you can because you know how many calories fried, you've had. Fried chicken is, fried chicken is so good. Oh. So anyway, uh, we have like <laughs> two separate tangents now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so new job uh, next week. Uh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice. So should we get into, into some Svelte stuff? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why we're here. It, it, I forgot. It, it is a Svelte <laughs> podcast after all. I was joking before we started about the uh, this turning into an Apple podcast. For, but it was, it's turned into oh, it was, food yeah. and alcohol. It's turned into food yeah. and alcohol instead. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> all right. So the first topic we wanted to talk about is the, the hackathon. So uh, the hackathon is a thing that we're running with prizes and cool stuff that you can win. And the site goes live on the 30th, if everything goes as planned. And uh, there should be more information on there, like what categories January you can submit. 30th, I yes. assume, because yes. February Sorry. doesn't have 30 days in it. <laughs> that, 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 that is correct, yes, January 30th. So with a good chance, like the, the site and the announcement has already gone out. But this is an extra announcement for you, so. Yes. Yeah. Go check it out. Go go go! Submit some cool stuff. Are there um, plans you can talk about yet, or do you want to wait for the site to go live? I, I'd rather wait until okay. until it's live. Yeah, yeah. And then another announcement: uh, we have weekly hangouts starting up pretty soon with someone called E Train on the Discord. I'm E-train. not entirely sure what his real name is, so sorry, <laughs> E Train. Uh, you will have to tell us your real name at some point so we can talk talk about you. Uh, well, I mean, we could still talk about you with your Discord name. Something I found out about them that I did not know was that they help maintain carbon design systems, yeah. the yeah. components for that. And that, I thought that was really cool. I'm very interested in picking their brain. Yeah. And I forgot about who that was. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So so he's, he's going to run uh, a weekly hangout on Discord, basically, that you can join. And uh, so the, the, the concept that we're going to try is everyone is muted by default. So it's a bit like stages, but um, with video and audio mm-hmm. so that E-Train can, can show show his screen or someone else can show their screen, etc. cetera. Um, and then if you want to talk, you, you ping them and he or someone there will unmute you so you can speak or ask a question or whatever. So that's going to be fun. I think that's a good format. We've used that before in other discords where everybody starts mm-hmm. out muted and then there's a moderator that can unmute. Yeah, so go check out the uh, the Hangouts. Um, there will be more precise details with like dates and times and stuff going uh, going forward. And if you're into sh- Discord. Show up on sorry. Discord events. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And probably we'll we're going to announce it on Twitter. We'll have to get and everything in there. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, and then there's the the what's new in Svelte. That's yeah. the the newsletter that comes out once a once a month. This one's the February edition. I think have we ever talked about how to get into the newsletter, like what channels to post in to get your stuff shared? I I don't think we've talked about it specifically. Maybe we've mentioned it in passing sometime. Yeah, some yeah, point, I don't remember. I think that would be a good yeah. thing to call out. 
think yeah. site showcase in the Discord is one of them. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, site showcase and the resources one. Yeah, whatever that's called and nowadays. When Danny came on to those felt sirens uh, stream and talked about the newsletter, they um, talked about what they do to get the newsletter together. So a little bit more information might be in that stream. Yeah, so linked to that. Yeah, I think I think okay. that site showcase and library announcements might be the right places because uh, the original showcase channel was split into. Yeah, I think either of those two places will work. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, uh, what is what is new in Svelte anyway? Svelte kits out. There's nothing new to talk about. Nope. No, I'm it's kidding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're done. No, no more features. No more bug fixes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think uh, I haven't been paying all that much attention to the new releases of of Svelkit. I think they've uh, pushed a bunch of like fixes and stuff, but nothing nothing major. Do you do you have any inside info, Anthony? I I don't. There is there is one thing, but it is still inside info that's going on. Oh, which mm. will be pretty good. I think pretty exciting. But that yeah, I don't. I don't think we're ready to uh, announce it all just yet. But it will come out in the wash. All right. As a side yeah. note, did y'all see that Astro 2.0 was released? Yes. Like they just released one not that long <laughs> ago. I mean, if the, yeah. the thing is, it makes sense. I suppose if you're going to have some breaking changes, doing a, a new major, we were we were very f sort of afraid of doing that because it seems too quick. But I I don't think you know I think it's a good a good thing. To I do think it's. Been responded well from the community because the yeah. changes were good. I guess. I mean, the alternative is I think it, I think it was Nux that was that was waiting. I think they waited a long time to get to right. They did between yeah. their majors and 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 that's you know again, it's something you do if you want to make sure that major encompasses everything you want to do. But it's it's difficult. I think you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I I think the the I feel like the the main problem there was. They they wanted to to upgrade to view three right. Yeah, so you end up with a with a chain of things, and and that's it. Like at that point, maybe you go, well, you know what? Let's do this change, and then we'll have another major for the for the view upgrade because you yep. end up sitting there sort of stalling. Has there been anything on like Spelt four progress or any like Spelt specific stuff? So there's a view to switch back to Spelt four now. Um, there's a couple of big features which will go in there and make it definitely breaking. Um, I think one of them is the is the dollar sign moving on the stores, so potentially to arrive at the end like RxJS. Um, it just gives oh. free interop. Um, so rather than dollar prefix stores, be dollar suffix stores. This is information from way early days of Svelte so I'm not sure whether this is concrete or not yet. But it, it means that if by following the format of RxJS, you get integration with that. And other, and other things that are similar just for free without any changes yeah so. there was a there was a thread on on the on the subreddit where people wrote in what they wanted in the in the new version of svelte ah. let's see if i can try to find it um doo, doo, doo. yeah let's see here no i don't want reddit premium <laughs> 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 I know that was the one of the things that we talked about in the live episode of the release of Svelte Kit is just that the focus may start to slide back towards Svelte 
for a little while. So I was wondering if that had started. Yeah, okay, I found it. Yeah, so there are a bunch of stuff in here. Uh, TS support and template is, is high on people's list, uh, which kind of makes sense, I guess. What else? Resumability, I guess that's a, that would be like a Svelte or Svelte thing. And then resumability. Like the that sounds like I th- yeah, I think, that I sounds like Mishko. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of optimizations like that that add a lot of complexity for yeah. very much a micro performance increase. And I think that those are going to be a hard sell um to yeah. to maintain this basically because I think that you know we we always have that trade off between simplicity and and performance mm-hmm. if you focus purely on performance you could definitely tweak it but you're going to lose some dx you're going to lose some of the stuff that we that we do that makes things felt simple so yeah all these things need to be considered i think yeah yeah there are a bunch of stuff in here uh mine was uh, i want the compiler to look at more than just one com- component that'd be cool to like optimize a whole the tree thing, rather than yeah exactly rather than just one one component i think it could make some pretty substantial does it not do that savings there nope no each each component is compiled in in isolation yes. oh, right? okay so but if you could like import Top them all down. into one blob and then do it you could probably do some cool stuff there mm. for sure i don't know but yeah uh i'll link i'll link the thread it's a it's a fun fun speculation thing. Mm. Yeah. What else? What else? The Apple music thing. Do you yeah. want to talk about that, Brittany? Yeah. Your, your, uh, your fame, so, your famous I mean, person this, now? This tweet was just ridiculous, but someone talked about it in one of the channels in Discord, and I like hunted it down and went to the Apple Music site. And so we knew for a long time that Apple beta music was using Svelte, and they finally brought it out into production, and the Apple Music site now has Svelte. If you inspect it, you can see the Svelte hash classes in there. Um, someone else was saying they found Marco, um, and then they found web components mixed in too. So it is definitely a mismatch of a lot of things. Marco was an interesting one for me. I'm like, so they're using yeah. eBay's framework mixed with Svelte, mixed with web components. Okay. <laughs> Must be like a micro what front end. Whatever kind of. works for them, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. There are Svelte hash classes all over. The It happened to be in the header, and people are like, every time I see Svelte, it's in a navigation. But it's really all over the site that they have. It's not just in the navigation. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's one more of those validations, I guess, Yeah, of companies using it. I think it is, people yeah. are always asking. Navigation, there's a pretty reasonable place to first find Svelte when someone's migrating. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we certainly have built the Chrome of our application uh, first. And if we're migrating, say, from SAP to SvelteKit, you'll find the SvelteKit headers appear on a SAPA site for a long time before the whole application is converted. So Because it's a very yeah, easy thing to convert. At Granger, we did the header and the footer before anything else. It's, it's just logical. You know, mm-hmm. it's logical in that I don't want to build things and put them inside a slower, a slower application or a, an application with a worse DX. I want to take my brand new clean SvelteKit instance and I want to add all my Chrome, my headers, navigation, whatever else, and then somehow just inject the old content into the base of it until I have time to convert it over. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we've done we've done exactly that. Beyond the the, the marketplace uses Sapper, but it has the SvelteKit headers in it, and the homepage is all SvelteKit. Nice. So when when are you expecting to be uh, to be done? The conversion. Yeah. <laughs> well, which bit? Never. So there's a, there's a many many applications within Beyond. Um, dashboard will be yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the last marketplace second. Uh, I mean, the checkouts just have a completely rewrite felt kit, and that's that's awesome. So um, that, that includes the booking form. So really, there's only there's only two big separate apps left to go. It's just that they are two big separate apps. Massive, um, yeah. yeah. Authentication will soon be in SvelteKit. Uh, yeah, there's 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 an ever a never diminishing number of, of pages that are still separate. Mm, doesn't Thanks. sound too bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a gradual a gradual migration. Before we continue with the episode, here's a word from our sponsor, Vercel. Vercel is the platform for front-end developers, providing the speed and reliability innovators need to create at the moment of inspiration. Founded by the creators of Next.js, Vercel has zero configuration support for 35-plus front-end frameworks, including SvelteKit. We enable the world's largest brands like Under Armour, eBay, and Nintendo to iterate faster and create quality software. Try out Vercel today to experience the easiest way to use Svelte. I wanted to shout out this, uh, this thing that... Uh person called uh, Stellan Haglund made, which is... Um, Say that again? It's Stellan Haglund. It's a, it's a Swedish name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I found out that he's actually the creator of something called Boxbollen, which is like a it's like a band that you put on your head and it's got a string and there's a ball on, oh, on, yeah. the, on the string and then you you box the ball. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I had this very random thing that because I've awesome. I've seen those before, but but it turns out that he he like again. Made I this wish thing. we had video so you could see Kevin <laughs> airboxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so he he made this uh, template in Swift, and I'm pretty sure he made one in in I don't know what Android uses. Is it Java? Kotlin or Kotlin too? I think. Yeah, I, I don't know, but but he did a, a one for iOS and one for Android, and it it's ma- basically lets you uh, listen to route changes in Svelte. So you you listen to route changes in SvelteKit, or rather, you listen to the route changes in the Swift or the uh, Android template thing, I guess. The native, like whatever, the native, the native, exactly the native, the native stuff, and and it lets you like push new views. Into the onto the screen and go back and customize the you know that little bar that you usually have have at the bottom of the of the screen in a lot of apps. So you get to customize the the icon and the text and the colors and all that stuff. Mm. And it it kind of looks like like a like a native app because it loads so quickly. So every every screen is a new web view, but it since it's local and loads very very fast. And all you have to do in your SvelteKit app is basically return an app attribute with a conf- configuration for for your navigations, basically. Mm. So you you define like back. Oh, you go to this screen. Forward, you go to this screen, or whatever. The tweet, which is pretty cool. And the show notes has like a really nice graphic yeah. to showcase what we're talking about. 
Exactly. Yeah. So that that'll be in the show notes. And and like if you if you look at the Twitter, like the video, it's very it's very fluid. Like it's very fast, and it almost looks like it's okay, a. Are those still animations that are coming? No. So so those are native. those are done by the by the native Swift library, or whatever gotcha. it's called in in iOS, and then. Every the page itself is the actual web view. Okay. Was Interesting. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, and he he did release uh, uh, a repo somewhere as well that I'll that I'll link. Yeah, I think that's it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> I just I was jumping to the next section and someone wrote Antony by my unpopular opinion. <laughs> Now I'm dying because Anthony's not oh, going to no. say that. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, move on to unpopular opinions. So, Anthony, what's what's your unpopular opinion? My unpopular. Can I ask a question first? Actually, sure. This is this Absolutely. is a Sweden question. Do the names yeah. of products in IKEA seem weird weird to you too? A bit, a yeah. Bit. But they're they're usually they're usually places or or things. Oh. Swedish things or places is what they name them. Yeah, but, but or or like adjectives sometimes is like <laughs> they they are words usually, but sometimes they're just like weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but mo- mostly mostly you 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 kind of get the 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 connection kind yeah. of. Mm. To, well, what, it, to the actual thing. Well, that's it. Because I mean, even in English, I think you get the connection. You, the word sounds a bit like the, the reason I asked that is because you just reminded me when you said box bottom, you know, box ball. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Whereas breadband spot I get, which I can't pronounce, I'm not going to try. The, 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 the what? broadband provider, the breadband spot I get. That's why. That's oh what yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. So that one. It's it's literally like the broadband company. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Very um, literal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. so yeah, controversial opinions. I see that I'm being trolled in the show notes. Uh, whereas my <laughs> unpopular opinion is Fahrenheit's better than Celsius. It is not. <laughs> Metric. That was my metric. opinion. It was, it wasn't it, and it's uh, unpopular. And you also then disagreed with yourself, which was hilarious because he decided it wasn't. Well, I said that's, that. That's on me. Sorry. Metric is usually better. I wish that we knew more metric measurements. But when it comes to telling weather, and you told me that Celsius that it was negative five there, and I looked up what that conversion was, and it was twenty three, and then I looked and it was thirty one here, and it also said it was negative five Celsius. I was like, how do you tell what the temperature is outside? Like, well, there's there's, there's two things here. One is that's a rounding problem. <laughs> if, if you want the exact temperature, it's a rounding error. So Celsius has rounding errors. Is well, that not- what? Well, you can round Fahrenheit too, right? Maybe it's thirty-five point two Fahrenheit, you know. But but the, is thirty-two the, and thirty-three that different? The reason, well, no. But What's the, the this difference is it. between this is my point. The reason that I rounded it is because it's not important because you can't tell the difference between minus five and minus four and minus six. Never mind point five of a Celsius or point two of a Celsius. Therefore, I rounded it to something reasonable, whereby but that's maybe eight degrees. A I think I could tell. A difference between twenty three and thirty one. You're you're telling me that you can tell a difference between minus five and minus five Celsius, i.e. minus five point seven and minus five point two. Let's say. 
because it's eight I, degrees I, in Fahrenheit. I think it's different. <laughs> we need to scientifically test it because I don't think you can. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Um, and I think I think you know, it's a more accurate <laughs> depiction of what is going on outside. Like sixty is cool and pleasant. Sixty to seventy is like cool and pleasant outside, but I don't know what that is. Like twenty Celsius. Do you do you look at the sky and and, and talk about the sky in HSLA values? Well, not A, but HSL no, values or RGB values. Do you say, oh, you know sunny. what? The, the sky the sky is kind of one twenty eight seventy seven thirty four. <laughs> you know, it's irrelevant. It's red or it, it's blue or it's white. It's grey. I I sure hope the sky is never. I say red. it's well, sunny or well at sunset. It's kind of yeah. Reddish. It gets red. It gets Hugh. and it and it can go you know kind of purple sometimes. It can go kind of purple, but it's not like oh the saturation's increased by point two. <laughs> you know what the the hue? <laughs> look at the hue of the sky. It's seventy four now. Like though you know what imagine if you could actually if if that was actually how we talked about colors though sure it would be yeah. wouldn't that be much more specific, specific. Than, than what we do now oh it's it's rebecca purple <laughs> what what the hell does that mean light golden red yellow and it's named the rebecca the css color name of the <laughs> yeah. color is what you have to call yeah. it is light golden red yellow exactly no, yes. i mean but this is it this is this is now like my next week's controversial opinion because we should use a, a, a commensurate level of specificity when describing. Well, isn't things. Fahrenheit more specific than Celsius? No, but it's not a commensurate level. It's not a suitable level. It's it's, it's nonsense, right? <laughs> the only reasonable level is degrees <laughs> Celsius. And just to top this off here, the reason that Celsius is better than Fahrenheit, and as a whole, metric is better than imperial, is because the boiling point of water is a hundred degrees Celsius. The freezing point of water is zero degrees Celsius. Isn't that nice? Aren't those nice numbers? That is that nice just, and real. It's just arbitrary. It is arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. No, it's, it's the opposite of arbitrary. Oh, but it's exact. It's specific. Well, I mean, Kelvin is, is exact. Sure. But, you know, who uses Kelvin? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just like, why did you pick water? Well, why is that the, the thing that we oh, measure? Oh, yeah, it is just water. Probably. Because like, water is a very common thing to need to know that you want to boil or freeze, right? Yeah. But I do you could, need to know like, that you need to boil it to 100? Or do you just put on the stove? I don't like, know the boiling point in Fahrenheit. I, I know it's 200 and something, but freezing well, is 32, and we know that. <laughs> well, sure. But, you know, you, you memorize these arbitrary numbers, and that's, that's wonderful. I might memorize some HSL values later just for fun. But... You know, <laughs> zero or one hundred are memorable, like properly memorable. I'm laughing and, 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 so much, I'm hurting. <laughs> but the, the, other, the other thing here, right, um, is oh, crap. Kev, what you told, what were you saying to me just now? You were, you were, you were making some absolute ridiculous point about oh stoves. About this tashers? No, oh. we don't put water on stoves and, and hope that it gets hot enough to boil, right? What we do is we have a kettle. Because we live in the UK, which is 220 volts, or it's actually 230 volts, but whatever, let's not get into specific numbers because it's ridiculous. Well, the point is, it's double, double the US's power output, right? And it's not because the US really runs at 220, but they power it, they, they level it down, but whatever. This is too specific again. The kettle boils the water because it gets 100 exactly or slightly over. And then it freezes. But do you put the kettle to 100? Huh? Do you, do you no, put the kettle it's to 100? In. It's, it's, it's no, exactly. In the, memory. the kettle knows. The kettle knows that it's a hundred. Just knows. 
<laughs> and I bet there's a little chip in there, right, with with binary on it, and I bet it's like zero zero whatever, yeah. Trevor. You know, I bet it's I bet it's got Chat GPT. a binary exacting. Hello, number. turn 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 me up to. to well, this would confuse the crap out of me. It's on our air fryer. We have degrees, our, our oven too. Like we have to turn it to a certain degree to cook different foods, and like three hundred and sixty yeah. yeah. is what we cook like fries on. And if you switch that to Celsius on me, I would freak out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's actually a that's actually a, a problem. Like, if if you're looking for recipes in English over here, oh, you get a lot yeah. of American uh, recipes, of course, right? So, so you have to always like convert from quarts or whatever. The, we use the, a lot of liters and, and then like. Well, well no, do liters know, is metric. Yeah. Liters is metric. Do you, do you know? What you, yeah, yeah, we do use liters. You just yeah. segued Qu- uh, cups. Yeah, cups. Probably. Right? Yeah, that's, cups. that's the biggest problem of all. That's that's enough. The, the word cup alone is enough to, to, to make me rant for another 17 hours about this, right? All the recipes I yeah, find online are in cups. And what is a cup? Oh, it's different depending on what's in it. Flour, a cup of flour is different you, to a cup of water. You know what I would like? Converters. I, I, because it's not the same I, thing. I don't. I, I just like have a measuring cup. An, and I would like an extension in Chrome that I could just I click on to magically turn... Yeah, Google, Google does it. I, I, I look wish that up now. I stand in the kitchen and <laughs> shout That's manual. You would have to, oh, just shout at Google. Yeah, shout at Google and say, what's a bloody cup of flour? What's a, cu- what's a cup of like, I don't know, a cup of egg? Give me, how, how many eggs can you fit in a cup? It could, like, it depends. Well, you never, you, you always say one or two or three eggs. I have never seen a recipe though, a cup of egg. Neither have I, but it's an example and I bet <laughs> yeah, you can find it. I bet you can find it. I bet a cup of egg is interesting. One cup. One of cup of egg. egg. Oh, that's two and a half eggs. And how, what, how do you what get half size an egg? of eggs? Is that that's actually one cup of egg? That sounds like a really nice like investigative journalism one website. One cup of egg. Kind of like reminds me of the pudding. One oh. cup of egg. You know, one cup of egg. Um, or a cup just, of egg or something. I don't know. The reason this is particularly particularly sensitive for me, right, is is one that my name spelt Anton. Anton T, which is weird, um, but but the other, I don't know why that's I don't know why that's the case. That's really strange. But the other thing, the other thing that the reason it's is problematic for me right, is because in the UK we are so stuck in the past and yet somehow want to be part of Europe and, and metric that we've ended up in the middle somewhere. And we were saying before how if a measurement is is less than a mile, if if a measurement's more than a mile, we measure it in miles. And if it's less than a mile, we measure it in metric and we measure our, measure our weight in, in imperial and we measure our height in imperial. But even though our height is less than a mile, that's for some reason imperial. So it's your cultural confusion. Oh, absolutely. Because, yeah. I, I mean, mean it, I, I it's would... a little bit here. Like we do use liters for some things, but very yeah. rarely do we use metric for anything, which is confusing when we go anywhere else. Right. We use pints of beer and, and pints is a very memorable pints too. 568 milliliters, right? You know what? My yeah. dad couldn't remember how much it was. <laughs> My dad couldn't remember how many milliliters were in a pint, which just surprised me actually, because he's the king of all this bizarre like metric. Well, not metric. He hates metric. He likes imperial, but... You know, but it's it's annoying because we learn metric in schools and yet the world, the country works on imperial and we've just got this weird mishmash that changes at the drop of a hat. Would you rather Very say confusing. 560 milliliters or a one pint, one pint? I would make it, I would do this, right? I would go, let's call the generic beer measurement in the UK. Let's call it half a liter like Europe does and have done with it. I don't uh, care about 68 mils. Is it a little mils. more? Yeah. Yeah. Just round it down. Or a little. Round it down. Thing. 
I, I will happily accept less beer. Right? <laughs> this is this is how important it is because you would accept is less confusing. beer. Jeez. I will have sixty-eight mil, mil less beer, less beer, as long as we stop calling things pints and have them in metric. I would, I would rather. I go do like for standards, ABS. so I will go. So that's why I said earlier that I do think metric is better because a standard across the world, yeah. and if we could globally come to a standard, it would be very nice. We do. It's called a metric system, but no one, no one, but no one like on, plays nicely with it. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's just ban imperial. Let's I, just uh, ban it. Just stop doing it. As the world. I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna short circuit <laughs> all of us. If My we mind don't is gonna move on melt. to another. The next one is probably gonna be just as. <laughs> and then Anthony T. got put on, yeah, the, on that one too, and I wrote it. <laughs> Anton T. Why? Why is my name it's changing? Anton T. T. They're trying. They're trying to melt my brain. They're really ruining it. I'm already. I already have cold. And it's I'm working. Ill. It's working. <laughs> I'm already ill. Snake. No. I was wondering what you were talking about. So this was a Twitter thing that I saw pop up this morning. And yeah, is it Joff or Jeff? Jeff Rich. Jeff Rich. Jeff. Jeff. Um, posted. Yeah. What are some anti patterns in Svelte? And then someone said uh, something about using camel case over snake case. And then Rich did his rich thing and went in and was like, this is why we use snake case and this is why it's better. <laughs> well, so yeah, so the in terms of felt written in, uh, written in um, snake case because it's Rich's preference. And I, I like it naturally. And the external well, camel case because that's a node standard, right? He like um, posted but, a study that like 20%, it was 20% yeah. more efficient in a study done on developers that used, they did using both. So some used camel case, some used snake case previously did a yeah. study and it was 20% more efficient when reading. And I, be I believe it is. That's why I kind of like it now. And it's the same with the tabs and spaces. It's, it's accessible and all that kind of yeah. stuff um, to use, to use um, tabs. The thing is, and and I've been converted on a bunch of these issues, but one thing that I am not converted on is the use of semicolons. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use them. I think they oh, I hate make a mess of the code. Yes, but I, I guarantee there'll it's be the some. It's the same thing I feel about TypeScript. Yeah, well, I think it makes TypeScript definitely code. makes the code unreadable. <laughs> Types alone, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the most important question here is so. is snake case. How long is that line? That underscore? How many millimeters is it? And you know. <laughs> Can you express it in fifths of an inch or whatever you want to do? I don't know. Data. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How many millimeters? It looks like three. you really can't let this this one three. go, right? Nope. We're I, change I can't the let world it go because I'm, I'm so living in this world around me that everything's all mishmashed. Mm -hmm. My name is got too many yeah. T's. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. The the rest of the world can just like relax. Yeah. Does that go into the show notes? The rest of the can you leave the name is... like that in the show notes so everyone can appreciate it? Everyone's just chilling in Europe with a metric yes. system and I'm stuck here in Imperial Britain. <laughs> oh. That could be such a good meme. <laughs> stuck in Britain with the with the Imperial picture oh, that has wow. the the crazy like geometry stuff like all around her head yeah do that one yes yeah well, i mean you know yeah. there's, there's, there's yeah. plenty of that there's this um just a picture of jacob rees mog would be a good one yeah at uh, the what victorians what? Victorians. anyway <laughs> he's, 
now he's just mumbling because you know he's, <laughs> he's they lost honestly, it. They honestly want to go back to Victorian Britain. They 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 yeah. feel like it was better or some nonsense like that. <laughs> oh oh, I see, I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, right. All right. Um, I think that's it for um, our uh, unpopular opinions. Unless you guys have more. <laughs> I I have no? nothing right. more to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do picks then. I can go first because I didn't have an unpopular opinion. So I wanted to pick a new TV show from HBO Max based on a TV, <laughs> uh, sorry, not a TV, a, a game, <laughs> sorry, a game. So I, I thought like a game that you play on the TV. So it was just like, it just messed, messed my mind up. Uh, it's called The Last of Us. And it's about some, some people that are trying to survive a zombie apocalypse thing. It's a, it's a very, very good game. So I'm I have very high hopes for the TV show, and it's, so far it's it's actually awesome. very very good. I, I think I can, HBO Max needs it. to come out with something that's going to compete because they've kind of fell off a little bit. I feel like since Game of Thrones went off, and then Westworld's last season was not great. As canceled, canceled now, as well, yeah, right? But, Westworld, yeah, yeah. No, I think this is this is very good. Like the both of both of the episodes have got a nine point four awesome. out of ten on IMDb, nice. so that's my pick. <laughs> I'll go next because <clears throat> there was right. silence. So <laughs> I've, my throat hurts now. I think my cold, my cold, and, and combination of ranting is not a great combo. So my pick is actually the metric system. No, it's not. I'm joking. So what it is is called Crumb Crumb Sim. So crumbsim.com and it's a way of building visually circuits so you could mock up things that you might do on a on a breadboard which is essentially like a quick uh, prototyping board for electronic oh. circuits and i, I understand from it. this that you can even kind of run your circuits like you would debug code in software um and it will make the components operate and you would see what vel- what voltages come out and, and line drops and all this kind of cool stuff. So I build, now and then I build things on bedboards. I mostly fail. Um, my co-hosts can see that my, I tried to start working on my desk adjustment system and, and now it's just this mess on the desk because I gave up. But essentially I'm trying to build things using circuits. And wow. I find as a software engineer, very frustrating that you can't just, you have to actually build it to test it rather than, knocking something quick up and see if right. it works and, and breadboards help and go a lot of the way but um having this as virtual simulator is even better than that so uh yeah so let me play around a bit and, and hopefully no fires at my desk which is also happening <laughs> um trying to fix that up and down thing um, i accidentally shorted it out and it's 36 volts and there was a lot of smoke but online not such a problem so crumb sim hopefully will solve some of that there's also another one uh i can't remember the name of it for raspberry pies um, if you've got Rushy Pies at home, uh, it's like a it's like a, a simulator for for things for those. They're all sold yeah. out. I can't, I can't find them for love no money. Wow! Yeah. <clears throat> for mm-hmm. for for a long time, yeah. for years, I've got a drawer full of them. Is it um, the chip shortage thing? I don't know. I think it's just it's just demand. Not sure. It's just demand. You know, mm. the moment they make some and ship them, people buy them. Wow. And there's also another one, a simulator for Arduino as well. So similar sort of thing. You can knock things together and online and do it virtually. And it's just like testing code. Maybe really this helpful. means you can unit test them. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. 
Cool. Not cool. Uh, my pick, I just kind of threw one. I know I've done it on other podcasts. I don't think I've done it on here is Arc Browser. So with the new job, I've got my MacBook back and I can finally use Arc again. And I was converted when I had my previous Mac, but it does frustrate me a little bit that it is Mac only. I do not like things that are specific to Apple. It's like, oh, that's the only people that can use it. They are making a Windows version, so hopefully it will come out eventually, but they have nailed everything about the experience of browsing like from grouping tabs pin tabs and then having spaces that you can separate accounts and stuff if you want and having that visual experience yeah. of everything just kind of going away and taking up the entire screen for the page that you're on is really nice yeah i tried it out i think we talked about it at one of a couple of episodes ago mm. arc in general i think and i i tried it out and i i did like it a lot but then it, it kind of irks me that you have to log in. Oh, I didn't even it. notice that. Why would? Why do you need to? Yeah, so you have to. You have to have an account. Oh, I think it's browser, to um, kind of gatekeep a little bit people using it because it's free. Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe, maybe if in in the future if yeah. they open it up to to everyone, then I'd probably. try I don't know again. how they would monetize it, um, which is but yeah, kind I, I liked of a it. Problem for that company too, but we'll see how that goes. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe we did talk about it and I shouldn't have. <laughs> no, it is, it's a nice pick. Might yeah. as well pick it again. <laughs> I don't think you picked it though. So When Linux version? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, never. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like nothing ever goes to Linux. <laughs> All right. Unless it starts on Linux. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you converted from Linux? No. God, no. <laughs> I have a Mac that, M1, but I run Linux on it. Why would oh, I, why would I go got, from better to Oh, yeah, you, talk, you talked about, it, about yeah. that at, yeah. at some point, I think, yeah. yeah. I, I use it? the Mac on it sometimes because certain things like Zoom were not working for me because there's no um, there wasn't mm -hmm. video drivers before on, on Linux version, but um, it's just a horrible operating system. It's such a horrible, horrible experience to use. I think the Mac OS? Yeah, it's it's horrendous. I really I, I don't I think Windows is better, honestly. I don't than, than consider Windows to be an operating system. <laughs> I I think we have an unpopular opinion. Do you dual boot? Uh, we're we're doing another do you dual I boot mean, Linux and Mac? Is that Well, you have to because you can't remove Mac off it yet, but I, I, oh. I basically boot to Linux every time, yeah. And I I'll probably replace my desktop eventually with uh an M two or something and, and just like a Mac Studio or something. Yeah, Mac Studio, or I mean, to be honest, like Mac Mini. The, Why the, get the a so Mac good. computer then? Why not get the hard, a cheaper? The hardware Windows? is good, but the Windows the hard hardware is better. It's not because <laughs> ARM is by oh, far the superior. Oh, the ARM chips are yeah, and, and and there are like there are ARM based um, machines that that you know run Linux or Windows or whatever. Windows doesn't run on ARM properly. Um, like but, Raspberry Pi. They had there. them longer than Apple, but they I don't think they make current. Uh, processors that have this yeah they still do so i mean server server processors are massive so basically at the m series the apple silicon is just arm and arm is a company that formed in 1982 i think or something uh, in the uk and actually i grew up a schoolboy and everything else just using arm-based computers and they were they were fantastic oh. they were really good and so when i got my first pc uh running windows 3.1 i switched to x86 and I didn't really know at the time, but I was down a path of disappointment 
<laughs> and so when I heard that Apple had made their ARM processor suitable for desktop processing, then, uh, you know, proper like desktop processing, I was like, this is amazing. And the Raspberry Pis are ARM based as well. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. History. History. Yeah. It's Advanced long risk machines. and interesting. All right. I, th I think that's that's our, our picks, our, our popular and unpopular opinions, our topics. Yeah. Any Anything else before we sign off? No, I think that's it. I think we're good. Getting back All on right. track in 2023. Yeah, get let's get started. Often. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing. Uh, I'm looking for venues in Lisbon mm. for Svelte Summit oh, in the yeah. fall. For, almost forgot it. I know, and, uh, and your dates, your tentative dates is my birthday. So I'm very really? excited. Uh -huh. Yeah, the, really? October 20th oh, nice. is my birthday. Oh, birthday no, you, sp you spoiled the date now. Oh, <laughs> you said tentative, so. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right. Uh, um, yeah, that's us. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Later. Hey, it's Kevir. If you like the show, please drop a review on your favorite podcast player. It would help out a lot. Thanks.